Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends, as this video is brought to you by DrRoto.com. Good evening, everybody. It is Draft for Upside's first sip NFL DFS preview for week five. Brought to you by DrRoto.com, your daily prescription of fantasy sports. I'm Johnny Danger. With me is Christopher Emrick. How are you, sir? I am doing fantastic. Ready to take a look at this slate. Uh, you know, last week was not as good as the week before for me. So I'm kind of, you know, ready to tackle it, ready to uh, wash that bad taste out of the last week out of my mouth, even though it wasn't terrible. But uh, it certainly wasn't a $40,000 win. So, you know, let's let's go ahead and see what we got. It wasn't, but we're going to do it again this week. And it is not going to be with Robert Woods in the lineup. I'll tell you that. I'm done with him. I'm done with him, Chris. Uh, well, you don't have to worry. He's on Thursday. So I know, uh, they, I know. they fixed that for you. <laughs> they did. I know exactly what I mean. All right. Well, let's get going. I know it's not main slate, but just a brief touch on the uh, 930 um, in the morning Eastern game in London. We've got the New York Jets and the Atlanta Falcons. Is Patterson for real? And in main slates, if he continues it, do you have to pay attention finally? And I think you can pay attention to them, especially anytime that you're projecting the Falcons to be a high scoring team. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's part of the offense. He's utilized in different facets. And on DK, he's advantageous because he fills kind of a cheap running back position. There's equity in those positions. We talk about it a lot when it comes to the tight end. You know, when you're paying up or paying for one of those mid-tier tight ends, you're kind of paying for a wide receiver. And you're forgoing the opportunity to pay down at tight end to bolster other parts of your lineup. So you really have to decide, is that player going to be worthwhile? And a lot of times it's like Travis Kelsey, and it is. But you, you see... And you've seen over the last couple of weeks where Darren Waller isn't, but there are just not a ton of, you know, 4,500 or $5,000 running backs and Cordell Patterson fit that mold. At least last week, we will see what happens as the week goes on. Um, I don't particularly think that he's ever going to have another three touchdown game. And I would probably sell high on him in season long. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm actually kind of hoping he falls on his face this week. So when he's back in the main slate next week, maybe we could get him cheap, cheap, cheap again. But yeah, I don't think anybody's going to forget about that. So I I think those days are past. I mean, even on like a a season long situation, like he could be a guy that just goes off the rest of the season and wins you your league. But I think it's more likely that he's just kind of average to above average. And if you can get something that's decent, that's probably the best way to go. But we don't have to make that decision because like you said, he's not on the main slate. We don't have to at all. I just saw him and uh, Jamison Crowder traded for Nick Chubb in one of my leagues. Wow. Um, you know, hey, it happened. So uh, quickly on the other side of that, the Jets. Um, so does Jamison Crowder coming back um, help you feel comfortable week to week about Corey Davis? No, I, I don't. I didn't feel comfortable about him in the first place. Hmm. I don't I don't feel comfortable about anything in that, that Jets offense. <laughs> I, you know, like why? What, Danger, why are we talking about the Jets and, and, and the Falcons? <laughs> because you know I'm going to play 20 showdown I don't, I don't, I don't, first thing in the morning. That's not what we do on this show. We're not, we're not, we're not playing this. Let's, let's, let's get on to the main slate. You I, told I me not talk to about, go off the rails. I, I told you I was going to go off the rails. I, I don't want to talk about the Jets. I don't want to talk about the Jets if they're on the main slate. I'm not talking about them in a London game. Come on, I love let's it. get into this. Let's just love talk it. about an equally odd. Hey, man, you, know, you prepped me for the show. said don't get off the rails. You knew it was oh going to happen immediately. I told you. I told you. All right, we got the new... Orleans Saints heading over to Washington football team. The Saints are favored by two, which is weird to me. Maybe this is just a Washington football uh, plus two bet for me right now. 
Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, uh, you know, the questions that I have here is that the Washington football team offense has been one that has uh, been pretty interesting. I mean, you, you have Terry McLaren, you have Antonio Gibson. I don't know if he's going to end up playing. I know he was banged up and left the earlier game. Um, uh, I don't see a Q tag next to it. Or has he been already ruled out? Uh, no, there's the Q. Um, so, yeah, we'll see kind of what this offense is going to look like with possibly out Antonio Gibson without Logan Thomas as Curtis Samuel kind of gets moved in. This Saints defense has been pretty decent at limiting other teams. The spread at 23 to 21 doesn't necessarily really interest me uh, a ton. It, it doesn't, it just look it, it, with the Saints, the Saints don't feel like the Falcons did last week where the Falcons were uh, an offense that could put up a ton of points. And certainly the Saints can, but they've been run heavy. They haven't been throwing the ball. Jameis Winston's been staying under 25 pass attempts. So I, I don't think that I'm going to have much of this game at all. If I did, it'd probably be Terry McLaren, but I'm going to, you know, kind of look more into it. I, I, I just, I don't have a lot of interest in this. I mean, I think that's going to be an overreaching theme this week with fantasy that a lot of these games are not interesting. Either they're huge spreads. Uh, people are priced up. We're not getting those inexpensive, uh, kind of deals in places that we had in past weeks and you don't have Patrick Mahomes you don't have the the Rams you don't have Russell Wilson you don't have you know the aforementioned New York Jets uh, you know there's there's just a lot of teams that are, are missing that you know, make it hard to kind of pinpoint who you want to play yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, on a quick seasonal note, does it seem like Deontay Harris has kind of become the player we thought that Callaway was going to be at the beginning of the season? No, I think that they're pretty similar. Yeah, it's just they're, he's they're putting up the better numbers. Eh, not really. I mean, they're pretty similar, man. Hmm. Just, just curious. I know I, we all had some love for Callaway in a round, and it didn't didn't really pan out. But this offense is, you know. Yeah. Anyways, let's keep moving. The Green Bay Packers heading to Cincinnati. The Packers are only favored by three, 51 points spread there. Um, I, I keep waiting for that just big explosive, like two touchdown, 150 yard game out of um, Adams. Is that this week? Yeah. I mean, looking at this game, this one is the Packers have been pretty good against uh, opposing like outside wide receivers. So you would think that Jamar Chase is going to probably have some uh, challenges playing against uh, Jair Alexander, who's definitely beatable. But uh, this Bengals team, for I, I don't know, I think they're a fraudulent three and one team. I do think Green Bay comes in, they win, they're, you know, they're a road favorite. So that's why you have that. I'm hoping that Devontae Adams gets going. I mean, it absolutely has to happen. It really hasn't on a main slate and there are not a lot of options as we previously mentioned so i am kind of interested on the green bay side of things here and then maybe like a run back with like tyler boyd or um you know one of these maybe cheap running backs from cincinnati if mm -hmm. Joe doesn't end up playing yeah i haven't looked at the pricing yet this week but yeah i mean there's some interest in p ryan there's a little, there's some interest in evans um Seasonally, at least. I haven't looked at pricing yet. So, Yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams is at 8,200. Uh, I'm guessing MVS is out another week. And if he is, Randall Cobb at 4,000 should probably be pretty popular and would be an interesting double part to that stack. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this Cincinnati defense has looked admirable, not absolutely garbage like it did last year. So, you know, people probably won't flock to this. But again, in terms of premier talent at the QB position, there's not a ton on the slate. So people might go to that Aaron Rodgers stack with Devontae Adams and, and hope that it, it, it creates something for him. I mean, I like it. MVS out, you know, 
just a couple more targets that could be there for Adams. I mean, I'm just waiting for that 10 catch 152 touchdown game. It's coming. Could be this week. So let's move on. Let's go down to the Detroit Lions heading over to the Minnesota Vikings. We've got a 49 spread. We got the Vikings favored by nine. Um, Is it a cook get right game? I mean, yeah, every running back against Detroit has has done well. So it's one of those things that except you, you for just... Baltimore, the week I played against them, son of a bitch. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you, that's one of the first places you want to look. Who's playing Detroit? Look at the running back. But yeah, uh, Cook at eighty four hundred is one that I'm going to have to give a lot of thought to. I think it would be a lot easier, and it's going to be incredibly chalky if Cook decides to sit. He obviously did not look one hundred percent last week, mm-hmm. and he probably should have sat there against Detroit. I, I mean, I almost think it's the wise thing to do as a nine-point favorite at home. Just let Madison do all the work and, you know, come back healthy on the Detroit side of things. Uh, I I think that this game will probably go underlooked in a lot of ways, and I I think this could be one that you could kind of target. We thought that the Lions offense was, was one that you could at least, I don't know, Playing DFS as a run back, whether it be Swift or one of these wide receivers like um, like a Cephas or Khalif Raymond, especially at their price, although they're getting a little more expensive, um, we haven't really seen T.J. Hawkinson, you know, regain that double-digit target and catches. He did get eight targets against the Bears, but only four catches, forty-two yards. It's you know. Again, it's hard to get excited about a team that has 20 points going on the road uh, as implied total, and it's hard to get excited on the other side of things after they just played Cleveland, whose defense could be very good and made them look kind of average. For sure, and even though Minnesota's been giving up points, they do get to the quarterback fairly well, and um, so it could be another Jamal Williams game with those dump-off passes. But I like Hawkinson a lot, but he's not. He's more like you know Kittle gets those big gains open down the field, and I feel like TJ has those too. I don't feel like that short dump game is for TJ. So I don't know about TJ this week. I want to play him. I want to see him. I love him when he when he's good. I don't know if this is the week. Yeah, I mean, and the one thing about the Minnesota run defense is it's been pretty bad this year. I mean. We're talking 32, 15, 25, and 35 points allowed to running backs in each one of those individual games. The game that they uh, were able to shut down the running back a little bit, it was, you know, against uh, Arizona, Chase Edmonds, James Conner, not really putting up huge points except for last week. And in that game, they gave up just an absurd amount of points to wide receivers, and that was like a a 65-point explosion. So um, I, I think that the two running backs from Detroit do make interesting plays especially with the lack of production from swift last week i know he burned a lot of people uh might be a good spot to go right back to him i can get behind it all right denver broncos heading to play the steelers in another game under 40 points over under and the steelers are only a one point favorite in this um you know benjamin noodle arm roethlisberger at it again denver's d is pretty good um i don't think i'm interested in either side of this ball except for maybe uh no fan personally yeah, I mean, a 39-point total. Um, what, what is there to get excited about here? The, I mean, there's there's two pieces, I guess, and you just kind of have to look at it. Deontay Johnson at 6,500 is always in play. Noah Fant is getting a little bit expensive at 4,900. And then you have Najee Harris, who plays just an absurd amount of snaps and is getting just a ridiculous amount of targets. And so it, it, they're going to rely on him. They have to. Ben can't really throw the ball, but – 
39 point total is just tough. It's just tough to play anybody from this this game at all. Yeah, I'm um, truly uninterested. Drew Locke is awful. So, um, yeah, no. Moving on. Tennessee Titans heading to Jacksonville. Uh, Tennessee took the L against the Jets last week. Uh, I think they're fired up. I think they want to they want to get right on that. Uh, I think that uh, maybe four losses in a row for um, you know Wonder Boy quarterback over at Jacksonville for the first time in his entire career since since before high school has he lost a regular season game. Um, is it getting to Trevor Lawrence at all? Do you think? And is uh, Tennessee going to come out here and just again forty times to Derrick Henry? Are we going to see AJ Brown and Julio Jones? I think A.J. Brown was in practice today, so I expect him to be back. I don't know anything about Julio Jones. We'll see as the week goes on. Uh, I would still expect a, a fairly decent workload from Derrick Henry. This uh, Jags team has been pretty bad defensively in all facets, but uh, especially against running backs and running backs of lesser caliber and lesser volume than uh, Derrick <laughs> Henry. So, you know, he's pretty expensive on FanDuel, but on DK, still only 9K and you know he's going to get his and he's going to get some touchdowns. I'm, I'm interested in this game. This is the one that kind of I mean, leaps out. And both I, defenses are trash, man. I mean, there's room here to explode. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even on the other side of things, uh, with James Robinson at 6,000, he's just a guy that it, it seems like the Jags have kind of realized that he is one of their better offensive weapons. And dum, dum, dum. <laughs> I, yeah, like I don't know if you can really rely on Marvin Jones, who's now up almost at 6K uh, with Chark out. He's going to get more attention. And I think the more attractive play just initially is maybe Chenault at 4,800. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think you can play Trevor Lawrence. I think you can play Ryan. T- I think you can play all parts of this game. This is probably one just initially that I'm feeling like a game stacking and uh, building around. We'll see what happens as the week progresses. We don't have any ownership. So uh, if everybody else feels the same way, then I probably don't want to be here. Right. Yeah. Um, Josh Reynolds always sneaks, sneaks into these conversations when we have hurt wide receivers over there too. Yeah. I, I again, I think that you're going to see the, the wide receivers. So I don't know if that's a guy that you want to play. Um, I guess the other thing that, to keep in mind here is this is going to be in Jacksonville, uh, depending on what the weather looks like, if it's going to be hot and humid. Um, I know it's in October, but man, that's a, that's a tough place to play. It's not quite Miami, but you know, you're still in Florida, uh, albeit really North Florida. Derrick Henry could really just kind of go off in the second half of that game. If those, if the conditions are right to kind of wear down the defense, that's already not that good. Yeah. I, I kind of like just, starting to build with Henry and Robinson and seeing where it leads me. But let's move along. Let's go to Philadelphia heading to Carolina. We got a 45-pointer. Seems a little low for the possibility in this game. Uh, Three-and-a-half-point favorites are the home team. Uh, Darno, man, I mean, five rushing touchdowns. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, you know, this is – so the Carolina Panthers are kind of like the Rams light. You know, you've got DJ Moore – uh, who's similar in production to Cooper Cup, and you definitely want to play him. He's up at 7,500, super expensive uh, for DJ Moore at least, but not for the production that we've been seeing from DJ Moore. Sam Darnold has been playing fantastic. This Eagles defense is not who we thought they were after week one. And, uh, you know, the, 
it's, it's an interesting spot to, to kind of stack those two guys. But then you have that Robert Woods-esque player in Robbie Anderson, who they are trying to get the ball to. 11 targets last week. Do you use the leverage? He's going to have a couple, you know, blow-up spots, and it could be this week against the Eagles. On the Eagles side of things, they look completely uninterested in getting Miles Sanders uh, interest, like involved in the game. Kenneth Gainwell is somebody that you can play, but he's kind of expensive for kind of an uncertain role. At 4,900, he's still a cheap running back, but you know, running it back, it, it just seems like Devontae Smith is probably the guy you go to. I think this is another one of those situations, and we talked about it, and maybe it was last week, I think it was, where you know the industry was talking about this weird double stack instead of you know stacking the Chiefs and then running it back with somebody you could with Smith, but you can kind of double stack maybe the Carolina Panthers and run it back with Jalen Hurts because this guy does get fantasy points at seven thousand. Uh, he's super low price. He's gotten 28, 21, 25, and 31 fantasy points. He just becomes the the only part of that offense, and he's the only one who gets the rushing attempt. So. Yeah, right. We did talk about that last week with, uh, you know, Kelsey and Hill and then uh, running it back with the other teams. Quarterback, sadly, um, Hill scored all the points. Kelsey scored none. But I guess if you were looking at that matchup and hoping to get 25 out of both Kelsey and Hill, they almost got there with just Hill alone. So, yeah, no, if you played yeah. Kelsey and Hill, that's, you are not in a good spot despite those explosions. <laughs> right. But it was kind of funny when you look at two players like that and hope you get, you know, 50 out of two of them and you got 40 out of Hill. Sadly, you got like what, six out of Kelsey. So, yeah. like, it, it, it was really, really ugly. Um, but uh, Robbie Anderson, is he dead to you? <coughs> no, just like I said, I think you can play him absolutely yeah. in GPPs. It makes a ton of sense at 5K. Yeah, he, him and like Woods. I should just play them both this week. You know, the next time I can together. I can't play, can't play Woods this week. All right, let's keep going on here, man. Miami Dolphins heading down to Tampa Bay. We got a ten-point favorite in the Buccaneers, but still only a forty-eight game total. Well, yeah, I don't think the Dolphins have scored more than like fifteen points in any of their games or something like that. I mean, so... you're not you're not going to be a, a a truther for their quarterback anymore. You're not going to be a Brissett. Uh, I was I was never a truther for him. I just thought he was a, a low priced option that could kind of uh, be a pivot off of a different low priced option. I don't know, Chris. I played about four Jacoby Brissett lineups over the last couple of weeks, and I don't know where I got that idea from. I didn't say that he was a, a wonderful play all the time. I just said, like, hey, he's a pivot. I'm not a truther for Jacoby Brissett. I'm a truther for $4,800 quarterbacks that have rushing upside. Um, but this isn't the game where I, I want that. I mean, they're going to throw the ball a lot. And one of the things that you've seen from Brissett is that he's uh, been rather ineffective passing the ball, despite the fact that this is going to be a defense that uh, everybody has been able to pass against. I, I'm probably not going to that Brissett well. I do kind of like playing Tom Brady here. It's just figuring out who you're going to go ahead and pair him with. Um, just again, because, I, I mean, it's just one of those situations where they don't run the ball. Now this Miami team has given up a ton of points to running backs. Just absolutely insane. They cannot stop the run. So, I mean, if there's ever a time I play a Leonard Fournette lineup, maybe it's this week. So I, I, I have this feeling at 5,200 he's going to be a little bit, 
chalkier than you might expect. And I mean, if he's above 10%, how can I don't even know if I can play him above 5% to be honest. Yeah. Well, we'll check back in. If you are not members of drodo.com, please join one of our packages and you can get in on our exclusive members only discord that Chris and I go over the last call DFS plays at what? 11 15 AM Eastern till noon, uh, right before game lock. So, um, we're all about it. So make sure you get back here for that. On that note, we have a visitor. I mean, a long loss visitor, man. When was the last time we saw this guy here talking football? Was it like pre-COVID? Like yeah, 2019? like 2019, for sure. <laughs> did we not last year at all? I don't think you did. We maybe, were here. Like, I think you popped in maybe one time in like uh, on the Sunday morning. Maybe, maybe you were here as much as Lou was. You're right. Last last fall was tough. No, that's true, man. Uh, he was getting his business started. And uh, just in case you're curious, head over to Measure Golf Ann Arbor if you're in the greater Detroit area and go see Adam White to get yourself a lesson. For every lesson that you mentioned, draft for upside too. Johnny Danger gets a free golf lesson out of Adam. So please go see him at Measure Golf Ann Arbor. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting good yeah. at that read. I'm getting real good at that read. Uh, Adam, we were just finished up talking about Tom Brady uh, playing against the Dolphins. Do you have any strong feelings here, or shall we just move along to the next game? I would just say move along. Yeah. All right, we're going to keep moving then. Uh, We got the last 1 o'clock game. We got the New England Patriots heading to the lowly Houston Texans. They've got this at 39.5 over under. They've got the Patriots at 8.5 point favorites. So uh, basically the Patriots are going to score. The Houston uh, Texans are not. So who do you got here? This is a Damian Harris game. I've kind of been waiting for him to just kind of grind the clock out. Could it finally be the week that he breaks out and has a big game? It's setting up for him for sure, right? Yeah, I'm not super interested in, in Damian Harris. I'm not interested in a lot of spots in this. Again, you know, you're looking at a 40-point total. I mean, maybe Jacoby Myers at 5,600 is, is a spot to go to. They like to dump the ball off to him. Mm-hmm. 12 and 14 targets in the last mm. two games. And I think that's really, and maybe Cooks. It's Kendrick Bourne here, man. Kendrick Bourne has been taking over that, yeah. that wide receiver core. That's the one guy I was kind of interested in. I don't. I mean, at 4,000, I don't think he's taking over. It's been Jacoby Myers, man. At 14 and 12, I mean, he's just the, the monster target share out of there. The pricing isn't that different. I think you can play the New England defense here um, if you can somehow fit in that price point. Nope, I like it. Yeah, it's high. You know me. I go for bottom barrel defenses, so I probably won't, but um, it would maybe. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not really interested in this game at all. So let's just keep moving. Let's get to the afternoon. We got the Cleveland Browns heading to the Los Angeles Chargers. 47 points here. One and a half point favorites are the Chargers. The Browns defenses look good. The Chargers have been containable at times. Um, is this another one we're just going to kind of let people play their Allen and play their Williams and play their Eckler and just kind of look elsewhere, Chris? Well, I think Keenan Allen's going to be super popular. It's 6,500. Uh, they have not really adjusted his price uh, the way that they should. I mean, 13, 8, 12, and 11 targets. I mean, last game, he didn't, you know, against the, the Raiders, he didn't have a wonderful output from yardage perspective, but he still caught seven of those 11 targets and got you 10 fantasy points. Obviously not what you're looking for at 65, but he's 700 cheaper than Mike Williams, where I feel like they've been utilized pretty similarly up until this last Monday. So I don't understand that totally. Uh, I, I think it makes 
going to Mike Williams, probably a little bit more interesting is I think he's going to have far lower ownership, but, you know, expecting a 21 point output from him is, I think uh, it's, it's just a lot, especially against this Cleveland team that has looked good the last couple of weeks. Now, granted one time it was against Justin Fields and you have to take it with a grain of salt, but this defense is kind of living up to what we thought they were going to be coming into the season. One of the few defenses that had, even though that they kind of got off to that slow start, I will tell you that there is one player in this game. That's probably my favorite play on the slate right now. And that's Nick Chubb at 6,700. Your favorite play on the slate without pass game usage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first of all, Nick Chubb has uh, almost always scored a touchdown, and if he doesn't, he scores it in the next game. And you have two weeks in a row without Nick Chubb scoring a touchdown. I feel like this is an absolute smash spot to bet a Nick Chubb touchdown against a rush defense that has had a ton of problems stopping the run, except for last week. But it was, you know, it was, it was the Raiders. Their 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 rushing game isn't. I, I don't know what's going on, but as you saw that game kind of progress, you did see uh, Josh Jacobs start to start to kind of wear him down. And Nick Chubb, Green Hunt, they're going to wear him down. You know that they're going to run the ball 30 or so times between the two of them. Uh, 60% of that or more is going to go to Nick Chubb. It just feels like a Nick Chubb week. I think he gets 100 yards, and if he gets 100 yards, he has 10 points. If he gets a touchdown, he's at 16. He's going to get two uh Two, two catches, that puts him at 1,800-yard bonus, gets him three more. He's at 21, might score two times at 27. I love Nick Chubb as long as, you know, everybody else doesn't. So, Well, I've changed my name to the cooler because this is what's going to happen. I'm going to completely fade this game. I'm not interested in it, so it's going to be the highest-scoring one on the slate. So that's what happens. Yeah, I'm- I am with you, Chris, on Mike Williams, though. He had a first, he had a few really good games to start the season. Kind of dud last week on Monday Night Football. And um, him being more expensive than Keenan, despite not having the output last week, uh, I think that makes him in a very good smash spot with a little bit of a depressed price compared to where he was last week. Yeah, again, I mean, it just depends on how these things shake out. But I like, yeah. like you said, it should be Keenan Allen, like 20% ownership or higher. Yeah, everyone kind of watched him dud out, so they're not going to want to play him. But um, I'm all in. I like that a lot. And this could be a game where the Browns try and give Keenan and, and Eckler a little more attention, and then the Chargers have to go to Mike Williams to to move the ball. So, well, I'm putting the money on the under right now. So book it. All right, let's keep moving. Let's go to the Chicago Bears heading to Vegas. Five and a half point favorites are the home team. Forty four point five. Yet another low scoring affair prediction interest here probably not Monty's out fields is a disaster i mean we we i don't mean drota.com i mean we as in chris emmerich and i have been very vocal we're not fans of field so um i have have no interest just no interest on that side of the ball for vegas i mean sure i mean hunter renfro keeps catching you know 10 passes a game you got to take a quick look at him uh waller uh hasn't had a huge 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 game yet i mean there's always interest there I mean, depending on his price range i don't know how chicago does against tight ends though chris um i mean chicago's had some some issues against wide receivers this year uh against tight ends i, I don't think that they really played necessarily some of the the bigger higher quality tight ends i mean like when we talk about that stat and and, and 
you know, people all, all over the place, all over the internet mention stats about defense versus position. And like, I think it's more relevant later in the year when you have a bigger sample size, but tight ends, one of the noisiest ones, just because a lot of teams don't employ a high usage tight end. And so right. without playing, like the teams that play Kelsey, the teams that play Darren Waller, like, so you're like your chargers and your Broncos and everybody in that division, cause you got Noah Fant, they're probably going to be worse against tight ends just because they're playing teams twice a year that, kind of focus on the tight ends versus, you know, this, this NFC North division where you've got TJ Hawkinson, who sometimes is, you've got this Minnesota team who doesn't use theirs. Robert Tanyan's not a high usage guy. He has a couple spike games and then you got, you got Cole commit. Like, so those teams are always going to look like they're better against tight ends. Um, I think you could take a stab at one of the wide receivers here, maybe as a one-off as somebody that's inexpensive. This is obviously not a game stack situation, but Brian Edwards at 3,800 is way too cheap, and it's just because there's not consistent targets. Like you said, Renfro at 4,900 just seems kind of expensive. Uh, you almost need a touchdown from him because he's not getting 100 yards, and he's not getting you know 10 or 15 targets. He's getting six, seven, or eight. And uh, Allen Robinson's almost droppable in season long. I'm certainly not going to play him with DFS. And Darnell Mooney's up at 4,700. So uh, it just makes it hard to play any of these guys. Henry Ruggs, if they would throw it to him more than once or twice, I mean, I think he's GPP playable. But, man, you play Ruggs, you have a very real floor with any one of these wide receivers on Vegas of zero. All right. One guy I'll say, what if all the other running backs are ruled out for Chicago and it's the rookie kid, can't even think of his name, but he's down at like 3,800. Khalil, Khalil Herbert. Yeah. Hatter batter. If he's going to get all the touches, any interest? Vegas doesn't have a very good run defense. Yeah, I mean, if Williams is out, sure. I mean, absolutely. His price is going to put him into play, but that's not going to be a secret either. Yeah, I mean, I think I would hope that, you know, at 4K, you kind of have to kind of consider it. Um, even with Fields there, we haven't seen him run. I don't think he's going to run, but somebody's got to run. And you're right, like Vegas isn't good against the run. But at the same time, man, like you, you saw what happened against Cleveland where they put up like 50 yards of offense. It doesn't matter if you're 1K <laughs> at that point. If you're not moving the ball at all, it's just like. It's, yeah. it's a problem. And, you know, uh, the Raiders do have some decent, decent corners and a decent secondary. So I think it's going to make it a little more difficult for Fields, who uh, seemingly doesn't even like to throw the ball to open people. So, hmm. yeah, what was the uh, line last week? Uh, 209 yards, uh, zero touchdowns, one interceptions, and nine yards rushing. Yeah. yeah, I think his, his rushing threat is a little overstated. I think he had a couple good games in college, but it wasn't a consistent thing. Um, maybe yeah, he, he had like 400 win. yards one year and 500 yards another year. I mean, that's not huge in college. Yeah, no. He's yeah. not Jalen. He's not Lamar Jackson. Like. Right. All right, moving on to another divisional game. We've got the Giants heading down to Dallas. Seven-point favorites, the home team, 52 points here. Um, you know, Daniel Jones has been kind of fun to watch uh, fantasy-wise, and um, Dallas is really kind of, um, I don't know, transformed into a different team. Uh, Dak's not needing to win the games. Elliott has found his um, cuts and his holes again. Um, their defense is playing better. Uh, it's strange. This is kind of a game last year we would have been like, let's load up every Dallas position you know, player in the passing game and rock, but that's just kind of not the case. I'm almost... Elliott's kind of my favorite running back in the, in the high end this week. 
Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. Uh, this this New York team has looked really bad against the run. I mean, they've looked bad against quarterbacks. They've looked bad against running backs. This game does project to be a high-scoring affair. Ezekiel Elliott's still only 7,000. He's been putting up those numbers. He does have the usage. I, I like Elliott. I mean, an Elliott-Chubb lineup and then kind of building around that with the correlation is one way to go. I think anybody on this uh, Dallas wide receiving core is probably going to be a little bit under owned. You know, CD Lamb at 6,200. It's a great price for a guy that we think can have a tremendous ceiling. He just really hasn't flashed it besides week one. The, uh, I guess the concern is if they get out into a lead with Elliott, the game script goes negative for him. And, you know, it, it just looks a lot like last week. For sure. Adam, I think, um, you know, last year what we saw, CD Lamb, I, I've been thinking about this, right? And, um, he kind of disappeared after week one, but what he was really was their answer to Elliot's ineffectiveness. They, they threw a lot of screens to him, a lot of quick slants, a lot of, you know, throw it immediately and let him run after the catch. And with Elliot being effective this year, it's not happening. So what are your thoughts on lamb in general? I mean, do you, do I sell him now before he has yet another bum game? I don't know if you sell him now. He just had a total, a total dud week again last week. Like you, you keep wanting to see him make this jump forward. And week one, I got, so I have a ton of exposure to him in like best ball and season long. And I want to play him on DraftKings week to week. But like, like Emmerich said, man, that first week he flashed it. And since then, it's just been, it's been a dud. So if the Cowboys in these games where they're favored don't need to throw the ball, then they're just not going to open up and throw the ball, especially with our boy. Michael Gallup out too. They don't have the the horses on man. the outside. Tell you, man, that offense just can't play without Gallup. It's it's clearly they have to run the ball because they don't have the generational talent in uh, out in the wide receiver core. Clearly, clearly that's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> clearly that's the issue. All right, last game on the slate. My 49ers heading over to Arizona. A fifty point uh, game here. Five and a half points for the Cardinals. Uh, not just being a homer here, I kind of like this game as a possibility to explode. I mean, Debo Samuels has looked like the man on the field every week. Uh, Arizona is still looking for that like huge Hopkins game. Uh, the 49ers have no cornerbacks. Uh, this this is a week I really want Kyler and Hopkins. I think this is a week like that you, you want to try and make some trade offers right now for DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he's been pretty disappointing throughout this season. I would venture to guess that if you have some season-long fantasy, you know, owners that have Hopkins on their lineup, they probably aren't in a good spot. They probably wasted a really high draft pick on him and the rest of their team might not look very good. Um, and as a result, you could probably pry him away for, you know, some of these other assets that um, – you know, have overperformed where we think in this game. I think, yeah, this is a Hopkins game. This is a game where we can go to Kyler Murray. I, I you know, look, I am interested to see how this ownership kind of rolls out for the the quarterbacks. Like we talked about at the beginning of the, the, the broadcast and I'm not drinking. I still can't talk, uh, <laughs> but there's not a lot of these premier quarterbacks on the slate. I mean, we're missing Mahomes. We're missing uh, Matt Stafford. We are missing – who's the Sunday night game? I think that's – We're missing Lamar. So, you know, you've got Kyler Murray up there at 8,000. It's a lot to pay. I mean, are you going to go all the way up to Murray when you have that little, like, 
quartet of guys, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Jalen Hurts, and Dak Prescott, right around that 7,000 mark, um, or even down to like Herbert or Darnold in the mid-sixes, then it gets kind of tough after that. But like Murray's way up there, and stacking him with DeAndre Hopkins is just it, – it is one of the biggest ceilings you can have on a week-to-week basis. And now we have kind of that, that beautiful run back, Debo Samuel, just one. He's singular. He's a guy. Just one person, <laughs> not plural. If they had Debo Samuels cool. and they had two of them, yeah, I think yeah. maybe your 49ers would be in a, a really good position. Uh, but I think you can run it back with Debo. I think you can actually even consider his price has gotten a little bit lower if he is healthy. George Kittle saw 11 targets and nine targets in his last two games. And he is going to have one of those explosion weeks. And look, I, I talk down about him all the time, but he's going to have those, and he hasn't had it yet. So it, it, it could very well be this game. I like him a lot. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if Trey Lance plays, what the dynamic changes. It seems like Garoppolo may go. So, uh, Adam, what do you think about this game here? What about, like, Kyler, Edmonds, Kirk? And then run it back with Kittle. If you're Edmonds, Edmonds came up on the injury report today, but I don't know if that was just like a veteran's day off. He looked fine over the weekend. But, yeah, I like the game for stackability. I mean, it's one of, what, three games on the main slate that's over a 50 projected total. Um, but Kyler's pretty pricey, and I just don't. Is it going to be Trey Lance this week? Is, is Jimmy out? Uh, it's not It's not 100%. I think they're going to try and play Jimmy. I mean, that's the hope that they can play but, Jimmy, but there's no guarantee of that. So, I'd be interested in like a, a Trey Kittle stack with, with maybe Hopkins on the other side. That could be enticing. Yeah, I mean, Hopkins, it, I, I think, you know, last week I wanted to go to Kirk quite a bit, and, and part of that was I just thought he was going to be the kind of under-owned part of that. But I think all parts of this, even Hopkins is going to be – lower owned than he should be just because of the production he's put up but he still has you know the lion's share of the target share and he still has by far the most air yards on the team we we saw kirk kind of get an uptick in the couple weeks but he was just not used at all last week i still think you can go back to him you can double stack with kirk but you know you're just gonna have to guess right when it comes to kirk and hope that you can get some big plays yeah. Um, because within that, like in, inside the five, inside the 10 in the, uh, end zone, the targets are really just being funneled to either Hopkins or AJ green. And that makes sense. Look, the, they're, they're bigger targets. AJ may not be as fast or as athletic as he once was, but, uh, I think he's still the same height. As the but it's guy. all Max Williams. Now Max Williams is the guy down there now. I mean, that's like, yeah, look, you have a challenge. You have all of these guys to feed, but I, you know, yeah, I'm not. I don't know. Max Williams at 3,400, <laughs> three to four targets. We, we've seen his ceiling two times. <laughs> um, I don't know how many more times we're going to see that ceiling game. From yeah, him. I like it. Well, like, I mean, if one of their running backs is hurt, it might be another chance. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, like I like this game. I like this game. All right. Um, well, I don't have much else. Let's touch very briefly on the uh, the late game uh, and the uh, Monday game, and then let's get out of here. We got Buffalo and Kansas City. I mean, I'm excited for that game just to play some showdowns, just to watch some fireworks. I hope I hope it's a big scoring game. It's always fun to see the rematch of those teams. Josh Allen started out kind of rough this year, but really got right the last week. Um, so uh, really excited about that. Less excited about Indianapolis and Baltimore on Monday night, but um, I'll still watch it. 
How does Buffalo, Kansas City not shoot out? That's my question. Kind of hope so. I mean, it's like, what, a 50 total? So 56.5 right now with the Chiefs favored by less than a field goal. I like it. I like it. That's going to be fun to watch. I might I might have to play like a whole week slate just to throw some late night hammers in that. I, I think it's the week that Diggs finally goes crazy. I hope so. Diggs and Tyreek going at it as two of the top, what, five receivers in the league at worst, probably top three. And, I you know, that was that uh, was very much a thing last year that on showdown slates, primetime slates, or, or I mean even on Tuesdays when, when Buffalo played, uh, that you, you captain Diggs, and if they won, Diggs was always like the, the optimal captain for uh, Buffalo. He's just a primetime performer. You know, he's like uh, that like 2017 Bulls team on TNT, like primetime national television rondo yeah no i mean he's he's right he's still getting the targets his target share is still over 30 percent on the year and those are josh allen targets which are pretty valuable i think he's a tough guy to overlook um on the bills dawson knox has been seeing a ton of ton of red zone share here recently a lot of targets in the end zone but shit i mean kc it's so concentrated right it's just it's kelsey and it's it's Tyreek, and if you want to sprinkle in some CEH, but kind of like you were saying with Max Williams, CEH, I don't know if he's hit his ceiling two straight weeks, but he's had two straight good weeks. I don't expect that to continue against the Buffalo defense in a yeah, shootout I mean, game. Talking about Knox, man, uh, I mean, Chris and I were talking about it kind of offline earlier uh, and actually kind of online Sunday morning, I guess, but um, he's kind of this year's Robert Tunyon, and I've told a few people in seasonal that have him, I'm like, trade him now. Like, trade him now. He's hot. He's had touchdowns in straight games. Like, get rid of him. Um, yeah, his ceiling games have been there already, and, and Diggs is going to take over. But if he's going to keep scoring touchdowns like Tanya did last year, why do you get rid of him? As a well, because Tanya scored 11 touchdowns, but as Chris pointed out, it was like four or five games. He scored all that in, and the rest of the games were just duds. And even yeah. when he scored the touchdowns, I mean, from a season-long perspective, he made sense. But he was like four or 5,000, and he was – uh, he'd score a touchdown on two catches and 18 yards. I mean, he had that one massive game against New Orleans that was extremely fantasy relevant. And it, and it looked like he had two or three other games that you like hit his kind of floor. But towards the end of the season, as his price adjusted, he just did not, he didn't make sense. I mean, I guess depending on your, your position and what kind of tight end situation you have on a season long team, do you get rid of them? I mean, tight ends a tough position to have two of and kind of fill back in. So yeah, I, I get that. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, Gilmore went to Carolina. Carolina, yeah. I did see that. And um, kind of perfect timing for um, seasonal or DFS leagues when people are down on Carolina's defense getting trounced last week. And uh, uh, they were dropped in like four of, of uh, six of my seasonal leagues. And adding him in there might be a great reason to pick them right back up. They have some good matchups coming up too, though. I mean, I would have loved them to come to San Francisco, where we have like seven of our top seven cornerbacks injured. That that have been great. Um, but you know, is it just a theme now? Do, do the Niners just have injury problems? Are there is there are there trainers just subpar or what? Um, I don't know. I know that um, a lot of their team was long in the tooth, and um, they had some issues over the last couple of years, but. Um, 
I don't know, man. Yeah, they're just one of those teams that just get trounced. I mean, years past, their their training system was great. They were a great shaped team, a team that didn't deal with a lot of injuries. But the last like three or four years, it's been just miserable in San Francisco for the injury bugs. Yeah, I mean, their secondary last year wasn't great, and it had a couple big like bad games. But they, yeah, I mean, it's it's looked like it's continued. They do well against the tight end, though. They do well against the tight end. I appreciate that. All right. Uh, any parting thoughts, my friends? Uh, Adam, it was so wonderful to see you twice tonight. If you didn't catch the uh, In the Cup uh, PGA preview that we finished earlier tonight, you can check that out on the webpage as well. But you're a good-looking man. I just, I, miss, I just miss you. The Ramstack coming back with Lockett. That's all I got. I didn't get to talk about that game, so – like, you know, Stafford with your favorite pass catcher, probably Cop, and coming back with Lockett. Bounce back week for those guys. Yeah, maybe a little, maybe a little Freddie Swain. I mean, look here. I, I think, I think you, you, Captain Robert Woods. That's that's where you gotta go. Change yeah. Gonna, Here's the thing, gonna, man. You know what? Thanks. While we were doing this, I traded Woods for Eli uh, Mitchell and Trey Sermon. So you know he's gonna blow up this week. You know it. Oh. You absolutely know it. Locking it in. I'm yeah, dude. Do... Uh, I had I have uh, Mixon on that team, and I lost Moster and uh, Dobbins to start. So I've just been just begging for for running backs. So I had to do it. I had to do it. But all right, guys. Well, I really appreciate y'all hanging out with me. Uh, this has been uh, <laughs> what show are we on today? Uh, first sip NFL uh, DFS preview. Uh, really appreciate y'all. Check out drroto.com. Uh, you can get a membership as low as fourteen ninety nine with promo code WIN. Uh, get in there, get in our premium Discord where we will answer your questions for DFS and for season long and every sport out there. We've got it all. We got a NASCAR guy, Chris, a NASCAR guy. We have it all, man. Um, and Chris, uh, we don't have a we don't have an MMA show, but you break it down in the Discord uh, every week, and you have been spot on, my friend. Yeah, I mean, it's it helps that I I tend to pick, you know, I pick favorites, but you know that's what winners do. They win. <laughs> winners are gonna win. All right. Did we have a, we have one comment right at the end of the show. Oh, Angel Cruz. Thank you, guys. Well, you know what? Thank you, Angel. And next time you feel free to uh, ask any questions you like, we'll answer them for you. We'll see you later. All right, my friends. I am Johnny uh, the Cooler Cole uh, with me, Adam White and Chris Emmerich. We'll see you guys on game day. Have a good night. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.